0: Apologize, Father Kevin. I think I put the wrong verses from last week first, and then I tried to correct them with the Psalm 112, 113. That's the ones you're planning on.
1: Yeah, those second set of lessons you posted are correct.
0: Thank you. Yep.
1: Watch ye, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord,
0: open thou our lips. And our mouths shall shall show forth thy praise. Glory
1: be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
0: As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm
1: 112, page 483. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. He hath great delight in his commandments.
0: His seed shall be mighty upon earth. The generation of the faithful shall be blessed.
1: Riches and plenteous, plenteousness shall be in his house, and his righteousness
0: endureth forever. Unto the godly there ariseth up light in the darkness. He is merciful, loving, and righteous.
1: A good man is merciful, and lendeth, and will guide his words with discretion.
0: For he shall never be moved, and the righteous shall be had in everlasting remembrance. He will
1: not be afraid of any evil tidings, for his heart standeth fast and believeth
0: in the Lord. His heart is established and he will not shrink until he see his desire upon his enemies.
1: He hath dispersed abroad and given to the poor, and his righteousness remaineth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor.
0: The ungodly shall see it and it shall grieve him. He shall gnash with his teeth and consume away. The desire of the ungodly shall perish.
1: Praise the Lord, ye servants. O praise the name of the Lord.
0: Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth forevermore.
1: The Lord's name is praised from the rising up of the sun unto the going down of the same.
0: The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like
1: unto the Lord our God that hath his dwelling so high? and yet humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and earth.
0: He taketh up the simple out of the dust, and lifteth the poor out of the mire.
1: That he may set him with the princes, even with the princes of his people.
0: He maketh barren women woman to keep house, and to be a joyful mother of children.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
0: As it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end, Amen.
2: It begins the 8th verse of the forty-third chapter of Isaiah. Bring out the blind people who have eyes and the deaf who have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring out their witness that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, it is truth you are my witness says the lord and my servant whom i have chosen that you know and believe me and understand that i am he before me there was no god formed nor shall there be after me i even i am the lord and besides me there is no savior i have declared and saved i have proclaimed and there was no foreign god among you therefore you are my witnesses says the lord that i am god indeed before the day was i am he and there is no one who can deliver out of my hand i work and who will reverse it here ends the first lesson
1: o king of the gentiles and their desire the cornerstone who made us both one come and save man whom thou hast made out of the dust of the earth My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit Mm hath magistrate his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. O King of the Gentiles and their desire, the Cornerstone, who made us both one, come and save man, whom Thou hast made out of the dust of the earth.
2: Here begins the third verse of the First Peter, chapter one. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while. If need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love. Through now that you have not seen him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy, inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Here ends the second lesson.
0: and make thy chosen people joyful.
1: O Lord, save thy people.
0: And bless thine inheritance.
1: Give peace in our time, O Lord.
0: For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety.
1: O God, may clean our hearts within us.
0: And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
1: Almighty and ever-living God, who for the greater confirmation of the faith did suffer thy holy apostle Thomas to be doubtful in thy son's resurrection. Grant us so perfectly and without all doubt to believe in thy son Jesus Christ, that our faith in thy sight may never be reproved. Hear us, O Lord, through the same Jesus Christ, to with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, now and forevermore. Amen. O Lord, Raise up, we pray thee, thy power, and come among us, and with great might succor us, that whereas through our sins and wickedness we are sore let and hindered in running the race that is set before us, thy bountiful grace and mercy may speedily help and deliver us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost, be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. And by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So in our first lesson from Isaiah this evening, we have this great proclamation from God. It says that I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. And what comes to light in the midst of this is we see what really is israel's chief calling um, israel as the people of god and now really us as the kind of newly reconstituted people of god in the new covenant we have a fundamental vocation as god's joseph people and that is to bear witness to the reality that god is god and apart from him there is no savior it's a fitting text for us to reflect on especially on a day like the Feast of St. Thomas, who we reflect on the lives of various saints who have done this, who have borne witness into the reality of God and who he is. And the interesting thing with um, Thomas is there's this great juxtaposition here then with Thomas, right? He goes from not only being a doubter, um, sometimes I think that title's a little bit of a misnomer. Um, he's, he's refusing to believe. Um, He's stubborn, even as I was reflecting on it this year, the thing that really got me with Thomas was, even with the witness of his friends, the other apostles who did have this experience of Jesus, yeah, that Thomas didn't have, but they explicitly say to him, Thomas, we have seen the Lord. And Thomas's response is still, no, unless I thrust my hand into his side, I I simply won't believe. Um, But you get this juxtaposition then, you know, this really stubborn refusal to believe. And then Thomas has this experience of Jesus, um, his experience of his wounds, and that transforms Thomas. And now Thomas has probably the highest proclamation of faith, arguably in the entirety of the New Testament, my Lord and my God. In many ways, that's been the direction then that John's gospel has been leading to, and Thomas's proclamation of faith is in the climax of John's Gospel, you can make that argument, I think. So the key here then is it's this experience of Jesus. So I think our kind of thing to do with the story of Thomas, as I've been reflecting on it, is it's not that we should make a virtue out of Thomas's doubts. Uh, We shouldn't make a virtue out of his kind of stubbornness. But I think what we learn from the story and the whole point, though, is that Jesus can handle it. Um, It doesn't hinder Jesus then from coming and giving us the gift of himself. And then that transforms us, and then in Thomas's case, it sent him out, at least according to tradition, further than any of the other apostles, he went further away. Um, but of course, as is often the case with the story of the saints, is it doesn't necessarily end well. Um, Thomas uh, was martyred, uh, according to tradition, by spear. So that we see that this path of sainthood, this path to heaven, is one that is often Mars. Um, it's not always a glorious road. It's marked by sufferings and what's marked by trials. And that's the context Peter's writing in in our second lesson this evening. He's writing to a group of persecuted Christians in Asia Minor who are going through these various trials and tribulations for their faith. And he reminds them, he he praises God in our in the first chapter here, he praises God for his work in their lives, primarily that he made them to be born again into this hope. And it's this hope that they have given to them by the resurrection. And this hope, I think, is the hope that their current experience of sufferings will not be the final move. It won't be the last thing in the story because they have the example of Christ who they can look to and they say, well, his experience of sufferings then was not the final word in his story rather God victoriously raised him from the grave, so then us too, even in the experience of the sufferings of the death of the cross, we then know then that we will rise again out of the experience of our sufferings. So then in light of that, in light of this hope of the resurrection, Peter then wants us to see trials and tribulations in in kind of a, a peculiar way. I mean, it's not peculiar in the sense of, you know, Christians were are around church, we hear people talk like this, but like, if you kind of get outside of it and you really think about it, like if you were to explain to, you know, your friends or something, this kind of meaning of suffering, they might be like, what are you talking about? But it, it's really, it's really meaningful. And I think it's a really, it's a powerful message. And that is Peter wants us to see in the experience of our sufferings, that God is doing, he's doing some sifting. He is doing some purifying he is tearing off the old branches then so that new fruits might emerge so it's this very process then of purification in the same way that gold is refined that is then really um the process of our salvation This is how Peter conceptualizes it. So he wants us as Christians then to take hope in the experience of our sufferings, knowing that this very experience of sufferings affords us a particular opportunity to bear witness to Christ then. And then if we remain faithful in the midst of all this, we will then ultimately reach our goal. We'll reach our end, our telos, which as Peter says, is the salvation of our souls. So with that, we'll continue. With our intercession on page 590. And uh, take a minute, call to mind those that you're praying for. just been I, um, kind of a personal note too, a lot of things are kind of happening around me. COVID or not, I feel like a lot of people are sick right now. So just, uh, remind, just remember to pray for those of us who are sick in our midst. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Happy St. Thomas Day. And if, if you remember to please say a, please say a prayer for our mission. Thanks. Thank
2: you. Thank you, Father Kevin. You got it. Thank you. We'll do it. Have a good night, everybody. Bye.
0: Run through by a lance, and we're supposed to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> See you in an hour or two.